Fuck it up! Don't make us put some pain on you! Pain? How dare you use that word? He's got pins in his head. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss. I'm Tom. I'm here with Brittany, Eric, and Fallon. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not every episode can begin apologizing to me. <laughs> every single one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're apologizing for the fact that we watched Hellraiser 4 Bloodline for In Space Month because this movie took place in space. Hellraiser didn't start in space, but they wound up going there. Well, to be fair, at least a third of this movie took place in space. Yeah, I, I, I qualified as a Unlike space movie. Unlike Moonraker, whose last 20 minutes take place in space. <laughs> it's way more of an in space movie than Moonraker is. Definitely. Yeah. Now, I'm not quite sure who picked this. It may have been me. <laughs> okay, but it guess. may have been me. I was, uh, you know, tasked with thinking of a space movie, and the, the ones I could think of, Jason X and Leprechaun, were of course on the list already. Yeah, of course. So um, I was pointed in the direction of this movie, which uh, I won't say who because. We can't just keep casting the blame. Cast <laughs> <laughs> the first stone. Well, I also know that uh, Owen from uh, Bad Movie Sunday was like, you got to watch this movie. And I was like, All right. Yeah, it's on the list, man. And so now here we are. Wolf, so, Owen. Thanks. Wolf. What's it about? Well, I wrote down this key quote in the beginning <laughs> that I think summarizes it. So, oh, beautiful. You know, as Brittany said, it's an anthology-ish. Um, takes place all through time and space. And it begins in outer space in the year 2127 with a man whose mission is hell is what I'm going to catch <laughs> and I'm going to burn it away in a blaze of light. <laughs> Truly profound. So glad you caught that one <laughs> snippet of... The rest of this movie is about this man who is the descendant of the man who made the puzzle box and apparently how this whole family has just compulsively felt the need to make this box. Yeah. And but yet they they don't want to be making it. It's like they're doing it but they want to stop it. Uh, yeah. This is as far as I got. There's and, resistance. Yeah, so the first guy created the original puzzle box, saw what horrors it held and then had the idea to create another puzzle box to basically undo the first one. Yeah, it was like an yeah. opposite box. But then, like, all his descendants, hence Bloodline, get, like, foiled every time they try to create it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's where the movie begins with, you know, this latest descendant in outer space who thinks that he finally has figured out how to unleash hell and then break hell. But, but, question. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this movie's 86 minutes long, and I didn't have any idea what was going on until, like, the 58-minute mark. I mean, I the, the question I have is, is that if Hell was already locked up, was it not? Yes, this is my yeah. question. Yeah. Why did he... So what Tom was talking about is the fact that <laughs> things are pretty peaceful in outer space yeah. until uh. this like mischievous man decides to unlock things just to lock them up again what am i missing i don't <laughs> understand like so this guy when he when he unleashes hell in, in 2127 he uses a little robot 
and he wears these like remote gloves and he's this it's basically like a bomb diffusing thing and it's in like this super locked down compartment of the spaceship and he and he uses this technology to open up the box which then releases hell which i don't i just don't know why he decided to do that and then he got pissed at everyone for like stopping him i don't get it yeah he went through to all these measures to make sure that he could unleash what was in the box but not have it like escape the room it was in yeah. I mean, I guess. And then the one black guy in the movie ruined that for everybody. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like if you have someone prisoner, but you just want to kill them, so you let them out of the cage, so you can throw them a middle finger, and then you murder them. Yeah, that, uh, that classic experience. Uh, and then yeah, you throw your hands up and you go, "Oh, but he tried to kill me first. <laughs> Self defense. <laughs> Yeah, I guess let's go on to successes. Um, I I have one. I've got one. What do you got? One, eh? It's not the worst in space movie to come out in 1996. (laughs) What else came out in 96? Leprechaun 4 in space. Uh, Okay. Well, how's that going for it? It's got that going for it. That's really being generous of you. I figured it earned. It earned. Um, What else was happening pop culturally in 96 that was sending all these people into outer space? I mean, is there really like... I don't know. Spice Girls. Like... And that kind of like kickstarted the like whole serial killer horror thing again. But no, like, I don't know how that happened. And then movies like this started happening. When did Phantom Menace come out? 97? Yeah. 97. Yeah. Mm. No. So maybe they knew it was uh, in the way. What about of... movies like Event Horizon and like oh, Sphere? That's true. When were the, I think, yeah. so, I feel like Sphere was in 97. Event Horizon is terrifying. <laughs> Event Horizon is so actually good. But uh, um, what about like Stargate? Yeah, I like, think that was an 80s thing. Sphere didn't come out until after this. James Spader mm. is James Spader. <laughs> um, I had that the effects were good, but then about three quarters of the way through, I just wrote meh. Yeah. You, know, you know what? One of the few notes I wrote down is that all of these special effects in this movie were just reminded me of candy. <laughs> like everything was like melted red hots <laughs> and like swirling strawberry daiquiri taffy. <laughs> That's, That's real weird. very rubbery. Yeah, um, the practical effects were, I think, probably my what I liked the most too. It's kind of what you like from a Clive Barker movie. The, yeah, one of the the first things that you see after the initial space scene is it jumps back into the 18th century, and there's this Victorian sacrificial scene, and the way that that broad is chained up and killed. <laughs> pretty good it's like but it's also very heavy drama and kind of silly in a clive barker way but i enjoyed it yeah 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 i think that's the part where i thought this movie might have had promise yes all the cenobites looked good except for the dog oh man but even then i guess it was it looked good but i don't know if it was the mannerisms or the puppeteering behind that thing made it all silly yeah it was real silly they showed too much yeah should have been hidden in shadows like like the alien you know at least they had the good sense to when they used a CG version of the Hellhound thing, they only showed like brief glimpses of it. Mm. Like it would be running down a hallway and it would show like a snap of it and then it would like cut they to knew something their limitations. else. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I respect you for knowing that you couldn't pull that off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most movies from 1996 would be like, looks great. <laughs> Blade brought to you by Wesley Snipes. <laughs> That's a wrap. Uh, What what I really wish would happen, and I just want them to make a full blown comedy Hellraiser where they drop him in like 
like I don't know, like Manhattan. Spr- spring break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they just make this wacky movie. Be careful what you wish for. Well, he's already no. got the surf club. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly what prompts that. Well, they made Hell World, which was like the online one, right? Yeah, which was better than this. Yeah, it was, sadly. There were a couple of moments where he was Pinhead was varying and I mean I mean I know that there's always elements of comedy to him, but mm. like definitely like varying into unintentional. I was so one of the sections in this movie takes place in the 90s and Pinhead, in order to try to get this guy, the descendant, to make the puzzle box, he resorts to kidnapping the guy's child, which seemed like really below Pinhead. Why is, <laughs> like, why is Pinhead like kidnapping children? And yeah, then to, really, the most really, crime. <laughs> to really drive the message home that he was going to like intimidate this guy, they cut to a butcher knife in a picture of himself. Like... Do you know what I'm talking about? There's the magazine oh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. wall. So Pinhead Stabbed. kidnaps this child and then yes. stabs a butcher knife on the wall of the like, picture. Yeah. And it just seems so single white female. Like Pinhead, <laughs> <laughs> Pinhead is not he's a real up catty knife. bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe he's just getting with the times and he's like, all right, well, if I kill this kid, then this guy has nothing left to lose. And then like, he's not definitely not going to help me out. Just like the layout of this movie was very baffling to me. Well, now, what do you I know mean? we're like, still in positives. I honestly only had that the effects were good, which I was a real half-hearted tribute for me. When you say layout, are you meaning like the physical layout or like the story layout? The story layout. Okay. I felt like for me it was super unclear what they were actually trying to accomplish for a while. Like they, when it was the 17th century part, they kind of presented the oh we'll make another box to undo everything. But then it went through a lot of stuff, I feel, before that was even mentioned again. Mm. Okay. I don't know. It was just not hard to follow, but it just seemed like it was like meandering without a point for a long time. Yeah, I f- they lingered on the 1996 family of this so bloodline long. a little too long because then I forgot about the rest of the movie. So did and I. And then when that part of right. the movie climaxed, I was like, oh shit, we're, we're done. Oh, and then no, we had like another 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and the 1996 plot line was uh, that this man was an architect who had built a building in the vision of the puzzle box or just some decorations in the building? Yeah, there was like the, a room in the building. Yeah, yeah like, it was like, a, a, like a wing of a like science. Yeah, like the walls were... The like, puzzle box. Yeah. And he was trying to do something with light. Didn't it's, really quite understand. <laughs> so it's like, why couldn't this family just cut the crap? Why were they? Why were they still making this thing? I don't understand why nobody destroyed it. It they also were made me by think their blood. how this is like a separate blood kind blood. of subgenre of movies of evil high rises. You know, <laughs> a la Poltergeist three. You know, almost Poltergeist evil four. High rises. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. Um, all right, so we very clearly are off successes, I'm assuming, then? Yeah. Uh, a quick one. I think Pinhead is cool, but he's cool in movies that are good, too. So. <laughs> yeah, true. Sorry, guys. I always had a lot of respect for Hellraiser, and now I think I know why. I think it's because I've only seen like the first three. Hmm. Yeah, mm. actually, I don't even think I've seen three. I've seen one and two. I've seen this Two's one, fantastic. Hellworld, and then we saw that one with Craig Sheffer in it. Oh, that was real like bad. Hellseeker or something. Yeah, that was terrible. Craig Sheffer from Nightbreed. Oof, that was really, really bad. Yeah. So if uh, we're done with successes, then let's let's talk about uh, what else <laughs> failed in, in this was movie, guys. Successes. Yeah. Oh god. Let's Ugh. talk about unsuccessful moments. I will pose a question because it has to do with my lack of clarity regarding the plot of this movie. All right. What the fuck are the rules of the Hellraiser world? 
I have no idea. In the first two, <laughs> like, are there rules? Because I feel like in the first two, it's really unclear. That's like my largest frame of reference for these films. It's unclear to me if the person who opens the box are only they the ones that are susceptible to the Cenobites and whatever is going to be like unleashed? Or is it like if you know the person who opens it, if you're like in close proximity to them? Or is it once the box is open, it's like a free for all and anybody can be a target at any time? I think it's that one. Yeah. I think once you open it, it's free for all. That's true what? because the security guards were being killed. All, you know, passerbyers were yeah, being. Yeah, that's what. I'm not terribly familiar with the franchise either. I know the first two movies and never went beyond there. Yeah, I feel like they don't do a good job of laying out the rules of this universe, which makes it hard for me to understand yeah, exactly I mean, what is happening and why. Especially, I mean, I've. I've seen bits and pieces of the first two and I had no context for anything that was going on with these characters. <laughs> they, they don't even sit down and like give you the brief one minute exposition about you know the, the Cenobites and, and, and Pinhead. So I have no idea what's going on in this movie. And I feel like most horror movie sequels you can kind of jump into and understand. Yeah. In yeah. Especially one. if they're as large in pop culture as something like Hellraiser. Right. Well I think it I mean I think it goes far enough for me to, to, to get at least some semblance of of the rules and the world they're in because uh, I don't know. He comes out. He's like, yo, I'm here with my posse. Yo, <laughs> I'm going to cause a lot of pain. I'm a pain elemental. Yeah. And, yeah, but could and he I don't just like up and go to like fucking Brazil if he wanted to, or yeah. is it like he's tied to the box and just whoever happens to have the misfortune of like crossing his path can be a target. Well, yeah, I don't think it's hell all over the world, obviously, because that would have been in the movie Hell World. Um, <laughs> but no, I think I don't know. I think he has to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And he feeds off these people. He adds them to his Cenobite crew. The fact that we have these questions is a huge problem. <laughs> I don't know. I thought this movie made just enough sense for me to just watch it and, and just let it wash over me. Like I don't know. Nothing was complicated. That's a great about way it. to describe it. I like, feel like it was simple enough to to understand the drama in the moment. No, yeah, yeah, that my questioning it. of this is goes beyond this movie because even having seen the other ones multiple times, I feel like I still don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't think plot-wise it was completely broken for me. I was yeah. along I was along with it. The questions I had, I've kind of already talked about was just not understanding really why all of these descendants through time were so compelled to continue <laughs> this activity, especially well, you know, something that I, I do like the idea that the movie tried to address where did the puzzle box come from. I think that that was a pretty good premise to start a sequel off of. Yeah. Um, and then it just didn't do anything with it. It was so... It, it seems basically that the original box maker was just commissioned to make this piece and unwittingly created it. Which is peculiar to me that you could just unwittingly, like, through, <laughs> through a household items or, you know, like, tinkering around with some copper yeah. make this thing. Like, what exactly was requested from the person who commissioned this? Oh, You know, and we should probably talk about who one of the people who commissioned this box was. We should. Who wants to, who wants to say it? Poor old Adam Scott. The Adam Scott. <laughs> was in this movie as a beautiful 17th century... Lackey, yeah. yeah. He was like demon man candy, you know, just yeah. like the demon lady's side piece. And I didn't really understand their relationship because the guy who he was working for, seemingly, was like, "Oh, if you summon it, you control it." 
but wasn't he the one that summoned it? And then he got killed like immediately. Yeah. Well, there's two rules, right? The one, if you summon the demon, you control it and don't get in hell's way because I don't know, that's bad. Yes. Yes. Those are the two rules. I those seem like contradictory rules. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> Who's in charge here? <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. Like, so what does that mean? Get in hell's way. I think even Adam Scott was confused. He's like, wait, what did I do? Maybe and because he just went against what she wanted. Like she was like, let's go to America. And he was like, nah. And then she's like, all right, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, he just like wanted to bang in Paris and wear vests. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been fine. Ugh, and have his greasy What's wrong hair? with that? <laughs> yeah, so that sounds like a great time. <laughs> Whenever I see movies like this where there's one random like small person who became a big star later, <laughs> I always think like, how does everyone else who was in Hellraiser 4 feel? Like, are they just like, damn it, Adam Scott, that should have been me. You know, it's just like, how did he get to the next level? And everyone else has toiled in obscurity. <laughs> Total obscurity. So then I was looking at Adam Scott's IMDb, and he really was, like, eating shit for, <laughs> like, pretty much until Step Brothers. Wow. Yeah, you would be surprised. how He has 101 uh, movie credits to his name. Oh, so he so was many. toiling away. Yeah. <laughs> it's obscurity. actually almost a hopeful story, I think. Well, uh, uh, oh man! That's... Frankly, this movie didn't have enough Adam Scott for my <laughs> taste. Do you but... think he uses Hellraiser in his reel? <laughs> yeah, his 2016 acting reels. Yeah. I highly doubt it. He's probably like, please. He, I bet he goes on like Amazon and buys every copy he can find, hoping that it'll just fade into <laughs> nothing. Unfortunately for him, we watched this on Netflix, so <laughs> it's out there to stream for the world. It's true. Even he couldn't save this for me, unfortunately. Yeah, I wish he could. I thought he was gonna. But he did not. I wish I had more to say about this movie. Me too. I think this was the final nail in my decision of movies should not go to space. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take your franchise to space. We did We did discover an interesting theme amongst <laughs> our space movies. This so, is a little too deep for me. And this is a conspiracy. <laughs> this is right. All right. So let's get this. So this is the uh, this is Hellraiser 4. <laughs> Bloodline, and they went to space. The yep. movie Leprechaun, four in space. This was the fourth installment of that franchise. Moonraker was the fourth. Roger Moore, yes, James Bond movie, and Jason X. We all know is the tenth Jason. Yeah. They go to space in there. But guess what, guys? That's what? Kane Hodder's fourth movie as Jason. That's real weird. Isn't and it? all these movies were directed by the Freemasons. <laughs> <laughs> the Illuminati is real. Yes. Oh, and Critters four. Critters 4. Oh, yeah. I was actually just uh, trying to... I was like, was it Critters 3 or Critters 4? I don't know. I think it's 4. I think it is 4. You know, you did just mention the director. If we're to believe the credits, directed by Alan Smithy... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that guy. Someone was embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so who was the director of this okay. movie? The actual director. The actual director is named Kevin... Well, it's either Jaeger or Jagher. <laughs> um, I'm definitely thinking Jagher. He had only had one other credit before this. Mm -hmm. uh, it will make sense when I tell you. He directed two episodes of Tales from the Crypt, which oh. kind of explains the set dressing <laughs> and general feel of this movie. That makes a lot of sense. And he went on to have a very successful career as a makeup artist, mm -hmm. um, which is funny considering uh, the continuity errors and um, horrible <laughs> oh bald cap application. The bald cap was the worst part of this movie. <laughs> Who's bald cap and why was it so bad? <laughs> um, who's the main character? Merchant? 
Yes. The, the family of merchants. Yes. Uh, uh, bloodline. Merchant bloodline. So when we first see him, he's wearing a bald cap that I'm pretty sure was just glued down and never had makeup applied over it. So you could like see the quaff of his hair underneath. Um, and then in the 1996 bit, he has yep. long flowing hair. He's got the 90s guy hair. Yeah. And then back in space... <laughs> He has the bald cap again for a bit, but then, like, he just has a buzz cut. <laughs> but then he has a bald cap again, and then he has a buzz cut. I didn't think you could do the samurai cop thing with no hair. His hair was growing <laughs> at an alarming rate. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just very interesting to me. The bald cap is so bad, considering what an amazing job Kevin Yager did in Face Off turning Nicolas Cage into George Travolta. <laughs> oh, shit. Face yeah. Off makeup artist. Like, that is oh. where Kevin went off that. to be. That, and that was very quickly was very after this. Yes, and, and very convincing. Yes, of course. Oh, my God. When he took very his face convincing. off, yeah. <laughs> that was the best part. Mind blown. Yeah, was, all, all interesting facts. Oh, God. But yeah, like at one point, his hair was just like a close buzz. And then the next. <laughs> still on the pocket. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't get over the fact that someone's hair grew half an inch in 20 minutes. Yeah. I don't know. They must have been shooting the other parts of this movie. Didn't want him to cut his hair. I don't know what was the going on. The dangers of deep space travel. Yeah, that, that'll happen out there, I guess. Any other failures or questions <sighs> or statements or anything? Eric, you look like you need to say something. I wish I had like actual failures to write down. Yeah. Like this movie felt so just nothing that I have nothing to say about that sucks so even though flat. I hated it well, so flat well let's compare it to Leprechaun 4 then hmm. I mean well how do you think it treated its in space elements compared to Leprechaun 4 do you think it was a better treatment I would say it's a better treatment yeah okay um that's not really saying much. No. Well, I know. That was my, my initial <laughs> statement there. Neither Though, of those movies needed to be in space. I felt like this at least had the uh, the smarts to say, you know what? We're not going to spend the entire movie in space. <laughs> even though they, they probably should have. But Definitely should have. If they did, it probably would have been even worse. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think my, honestly, my biggest problem with this movie is that, it, and probably for budgetary reasons, most of it takes place in the 90s segment yeah. as opposed to the more interesting 1700 and, and future segments. Um, I mean, if I want to watch people be hell, like with Hellraiser in the 90s, I'll watch another Hellraiser movie. <laughs> <laughs> They've done that premise plenty of times. Yeah, exactly. What if Hellraiser took place in the 90s, guys? Um, I lived through the 90s. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> I just keep coming back to like what was happening in 1996 <laughs> with these movies like into the lexicon. Was it just like a, a time of like excess and like people just you know living life let's see what happens if we put people in outer space fuck you get all this money I don't know like world's gonna blow up in three years I just imagine you like I, I just imagine you dropping like off the face of the earth and then we see you in like six months in your house and you have like posters of like space movies from the 90s there's like what? streams yeah. like <laughs> just Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind <laughs> in a beautiful mind this bitch and bust it wide open <laughs> uh, no that's a valid question I would also like to know because yeah. seemingly the 90s were just a time of like making movies about the 70s and movies like reality bites where gen xers were like life sucks <laughs> like that's all i think of when i think of the early 90s uh any any sort of failures or anything else before we move on to favorite parts if that's a thing for this favorite one parts question mark I have a favorite you know part. you know what this movie did to me that made me forget we had a favorite part segment <laughs> <laughs> until I, I just 
hey, thought of it. I've got a favorite part. Hey, oh my <laughs> I have a favorite part. Um, going back to the effects bin, I guess there was a pretty sweet um, transformation of these uh, two security guards who happened to encounter Pinhead and Pinhead melded them together and basically just smashed their their <laughs> twin bodies into each other until they became one fused head. Yeah. And um, it was pretty visually impressive. I, you know, and then they could even detach later. Which I hated. And then suctioned a third body in there? Like, what? Because it got yeah. too, like, computer graphic-y when they separated. It yes. was better later. It was better earlier when they just were, like, Play-Doh melding into each other. Yeah, like, what taffy. was that? It was, like, a drill bit that, like, grabbed both of their skin and, like, twisted it into, like, one twist of skin. I don't quite understand <laughs> the mechanics behind what happened. I just kind of liked the outcome, and I was ready to just go, great. But then, <laughs> great, that's over. But so, and then they hang out together for the next two hundred years. Yeah. yeah, we're like him and still these, hanging out with these schlubs. Like you couldn't find Wait, anyone better. Those are the only set of bites you need for the rest of your life. That's it. The, no chatterbox, dorky, or Owen Wilson twins. <laughs> and and then and then they they go and they they rip them apart and they do some sort of. Thing. Do they I then get it. a third? Are they going like human centipede? Is that what's ah. happening? Are they just gonna? Would, that's what I was wondering. This like they didn't show them after, right? It's no. so strange. It's like the way these twins killed. With they separated, like Tom said, and it was super lame. And then they would just ice cream sandwich someone <laughs> to kill them. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they build up this big like separation of them, and then don't show you what they do to their victim. Th- like, do they just? Hug him. him. Yeah, and then he vanishes. <laughs> or, like, does he become attached to them as, like, a third appendage? I feel like this movie cut away from right before anytime something got, like, real cool. Like, anytime yeah. something could have been, like, gross or extra cool, they just, like, would go to someone's boots with blood on it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Especially in the space segment. Like, yeah. I feel like most of the kills in that segment were just boring. Yeah. We got nothing out of them, which it should have been the most visually interesting part because you can do anything. It's Easy. space. They're shooting. Future. Hellraiser with orange lasers. <laughs> like, you think something cool would happen. No, just bloody boots. All around. 2127, you'd think that the token black guy in the movie would be in it for more than <laughs> <laughs> But nope, he blows it all. In fairness, he did get the coolest death. Yeah. And that we actually got to see it. <laughs> they ripped his skin off. For, unfortunately. Because everybody's the same underneath. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything that Hellraiser has taught me, it's political. <laughs> it's real deep. Uh, all right, so that's it for favorite parts then? Is I literally it? had none except for. Okay, so you had one. It's real, really reaching. Really, really reaching. Um, leather. Leatherface. Yep. Wish I was watching that movie. <laughs> Pinhead had an inexplicable leather glove that was only on his pinky and thumb. Like he just wants to look extra rad while he's giving a hang ten sign, and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should go watch a different movie <laughs> and record an episode that doesn't suck. Probably the guest. <laughs> definitely not the guest. No, definitely not you. Oh, it was de- definitely this movie. Uh, yeah. All right. So. We got a doll man demonic toys this thing. <laughs> uh, we could have, but no. We but the unfortunate part is that we said we'd watch it, mm-hmm. and now that means we had to. We're, we're bound by space month rules. Exactly. So now we've got to do it. So it's now we've got to rate it. So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With yeah, fuck I'm gonna you. have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my god, my fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Who wants to start? And do we all have the same rating? <laughs> I'm conflicted. 
My rating is more like a heavy sigh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I would ask you why, but we've talked about it the whole time. But I could still ask you why, so why? It just, it didn't inspire rage because I tend to agree with you. I understood enough what was going on. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't totally hacky. Its biggest crime was it was just put emphasis on the wrong parts, which made it kind of boring. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't like inspire rage to be like, fuck this movie. It's the cardinal sin. Yeah. Don't yeah. be boring. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like this movie is completely forgettable. Yeah. Probably the most forgettable because at least the other Hellraiser we hated, we actually felt stuff for. Yeah. Like this, I just, I felt like I did a lot of like shrug off laughs, like, <laughs> like I was doing that a lot. I was laughing to myself quite a bit. I'm going to give this uh... a, <sighs> God. See, I think that is a rating. Sigh. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah, rating. That was a heavy sigh. I will go, you know what? I'll second that emotion. Fucking. <sighs> All right. I, I I think I'll agree. Can I agree too? I want to play. I want to like, go. I feel like I should give it credit for not being horrendous, but at the same time, I feel like I should bitch slap the fuck out of it for being so flat and forgettable. Well, and and this is we can ask this question in the context to the shit we always watch and talk shit about. Like, where does this land as far as quality? I mean, technical quality, it was passable, but like. The acting was just flat. This sort of story been was like, flat. If you were, you know, home on the couch and flipped this on at HBO at like one in the morning, you'd probably watch the whole thing. <laughs> when I was like fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally yeah. that type of movie. Exactly. <laughs> it's a one AM like TV movie. Yeah. And like you said, I did appreciate that they were trying to get into the backstory of like where the puzzle box came from, but I yeah. think they just went about it the wrong way. I think this movie had a lot of that was good in theory ideas mm. like because i even like the fact that uh, they have this bloodline of these people who are compelled to be involved with this body like that's kind of a cool idea and mm. i can get behind that i feel like that'd be better served in like a playstation game about hellraiser <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, absolutely right eric what are you what are you going to give it are you want to join i'm going to join on the uh, exasperation just uh, <sighs> collective uh, yeah. all right guys and I've, I've i've even seen parts of this now that i was watching it and i didn't recognize that I had seen this. I, I was hanging out like a co-worker's one night playing Street Fighter and this just happened to be in the background. And Where it should be. Just completely, completely forgettable. I've seen this movie twice and in I forgot it both times. In its rightful place. <laughs> <laughs> and I think another weird part of this is that literally everyone that came on screen we were like, they look familiar. I, I know them from somewhere. This is the end of their career. Oh, that was the kid from Little Rascals. He never did anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, uh, Fallon, you said you you, you recognized a uh, a very small quote from this movie movie from your AOL days. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> AOL. To our younger listeners, to AOL was the internet. Younger AOL, listeners. AOL was the internet. You you know. Yeah. So I used to have a, a a horror movie website back in the AOL hometown days. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hell yes. Remember Did it have a skeleton on fire <laughs> on the main page? It didn't have any skeletons on fire, no. But it did have a scrolling marquee of different, um, you know, horror movie quotes. And I had a section on the website of all different waves, and which are sound files. <laughs> and people would use these sound files. And in AOL, you could, like, attach them to things. So when people would sign on and sign off, it could be your personalized. That. Or if all your friends had the same wave file, you could go into a chat room and just, like, do, like squiggly signed s wave file duck job was one that a lot of anyway 
we're going really deep going real deep way here. back all i'm trying to say is that i forgot that my uh sign off noise when a buddy would sign off was do i look like someone who cares what god thinks <laughs> and uh <laughs> Finn had said it in this movie and I was transported back to 1998 uh, watching your buddy much like, list much watch, like the time hopping in this movie yeah much like the time hopping <laughs> I know you were like oh my god damn that story made no sense I'm just trying to say that I had a sound file from this movie on my that's all you need to know we talk about Sega CD on this podcast once a week so I don't think you have to apologize <laughs> yeah. for anything absolutely not that's my story <laughs> um bad. Guys, final thoughts after we all gave this movie a fucking... <sighs> good, for, good for Adam Scott. Yeah. <laughs> that's my final thought. I'd like to th- applaud Adam Scott's career. Transcending this movie. Perseverance. <laughs> for sure. For now, sure. Is, um, is this the first Alan Smithy that we've covered? Uh, this might be the first Alan Smithy movie that we've actually, is. actually watched. Which is bad because we've watched a lot of movies that were way worse than this. I know. And their the creators pe- those, were proud. Yeah, those directors <laughs> had the audacity to slap their God-given name on those pieces of trash. I, I, I mean, feel like that's why I can't be too mad at this movie is because they knew what they did. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, so how that's do you, an interesting point. Yeah. How do you, you see Alan Smithy as the director and you're like, this is probably really bad. <laughs> I, know. I wish I had known. Yeah. Um, it's so unfortunate that we get to hang out with you so infrequently. <laughs> and then we made you endure this. <laughs> Well, you did feed me Indian food, which was delicious. That's true. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad, I'm glad it <laughs> my, all worked out. Mine was okay. You know, we won't start talking about the other disappointing food choices of the, you know. <laughs> yeah. Only me. Yeah. That's unfortunate. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess uh, that's it then. Yeah. We're, we're all done here. That was pretty tight. Still uh, in space, yep. guys. Still doing in space month. We need to get to Jason X. That's up next. And uh, yeah. That's it. Thanks, Fallon. Yeah, thanks Thank for coming you. back. <laughs> Appreciate you enduring another movie with us. I know it's, it's not Thunder of Giant Serpent, but <laughs> uh, the best movie of all time. There was almost none phallic symbolism in this movie. <laughs> hmm. Was there any? Hmm. You want to count all the hooks or like rods that went through people's faces? Oh man, stuff uh, like that. But know. I'm not going to count that. There was the count. penetration in Adam Scott's face. That's true. Oh, would she like uh, stick her finger in his mouth or something? Yeah, she like like, stuck her finger like directly in a hole in his face. Okay, that brings me to another part that I just kept to myself while we were watching. Okay, do go on. Now that you reminded me. So when the puzzle maker, the toy maker goes back to the mansion to get the puzzle box. I'm sorry that this is like fucking not even a final thought. (laughs) When the demon was having sex with Adam Scott, she was like sticking her fingers in his mouth. And I swear to God, he was like puke, like puke noise <laughs> gagging like I, that's what it was are we gonna have to re-watch a part of this movie i think now? we are Dear like God. she was like gagging him with her fingers i was oh, like this la, is the la. weirdest thing <laughs> that i've never seen i did not think that i did eric Stand what did you think it. did you um, think he got gagged oh no I, I wasn't gonna go in that direction if oh. you guys want to keep talking about gagging that's fine with me <laughs> no i'm all set <laughs> I just uh, um, I do have one last second favorite part that I was just reminded of. Oh, good. Um, frequently, people take on or take off clothes in the middle of a edit <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> so <laughs> I was reminded of this because in the scene that you're talking about, uh, the guy is coming back to try to take the puzzle box back, and all of a sudden he gets caught, 
and uh, Adam Scott goes from being buck ass naked to wearing the coolest ass robe I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it, this thing looked like a Russian carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Very baroque, of him. a majestic robe, and his hair is long and flowy. So beautiful. <laughs> Tucks it behind his ear, and it's beautiful. I have the impression that that was like eight seventeenth century, like France, but everyone spoke English. Yeah, know. yeah, no. Uh, Something very French aristocratic about it. It made a lot of sense, whatever it was. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, yes, Fallon, thank you one more time. <laughs> what? Official, official wrap up <laughs> yes um, if you'd like more information on the show you can head on to facebook facebook.com slash second class cinema uh, you can what are you laughing at <laughs> I was gonna say which after listening to this episode you probably won't want extra information All, everyone's gone I just have to say this because I've said it 80 something times uh, if you'd like to listen to our show you can find us on iTunes Stitcher TuneIn secondclasscinema.com and followingfilms.com we're on all those places and that's where we end the show. All right. Goodbye forever. Goodbye. Where we end our bloodline. <laughs> yeah. Bloodline over. Bloodline out. <laughs>